Good evening and welcome to another episode of Words to the Wise, Mind Elevation with BJ. I am the one, the only, there will never be anyone like me, BJ Armstead. Now before we get started today, um, I have to say thank you to a person who fought on behalf of my people and on behalf of my city um, for so many years of his life, you know, gave his life literally and figuratively to ensure that my people had rights to vote, um, rights to really just come outside and be free, you know, without having to worry about getting beaten over the head with a club, you know, or have dogs sicked on us or have water hoses literally tearing into our flesh. And that man is John Lewis, man. Without him, we wouldn't be here today. You know, it would be a completely different world had he not went and fought and gave his life to make sure that we were okay. And so, um, you know, of course he passed, I believe two nights ago, right? And so I uh, just want to say thank you to him. You know, still um, still hard to walk across certain places right now, just thinking about things that he had done during his life, his time on earth. You know, when you talk about walking across the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama, um, and just knowing that this was the same location that John Lewis got beat in the head, you know, trying to fight on behalf of, of me and my ancestors. Um, you know, he lived to be 80 years old. You know, I had the esteemed pleasure to watch him speak uh, when Stacey Abrams was, one of, was running for governor. Uh, she came and spoke at Morehouse College and brought John Lewis and President Barack Obama as well as Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms with her. And uh, just being that age, I think he might have been about 78 at the time. And just being that age at 78 um, and still having that enthusiasm to ignite his people and to educate his people, make sure that our intellectualism is at an all-time high on things that we've been through in our country. You know, that man is priceless. You know, there would never be anyone like him. Um, so just want to start the, start the episode with that, man. Just thanking that man for everything that he's done on behalf of our people. Um, and thank you for a wonderful 80 years on this earth. God, just thank you for allowing us to, to, to experience your angel while he was on earth, you know. Um, now, I had a conversation with my mother earlier today, right? <laughs> and the reason why the conversation started was because my mother went to the grocery store and uh, when she got back, I noticed that she had bought some Uncle Ben's rice. Now, if anyone is not familiar with Uncle Ben's rice, I'm pretty sure you are familiar with Aunt Jemima's syrup, okay? Uh, the reason why Aunt Jemima is under so much pressure, the company Aunt Jemima is under so much pressure right now is because they use the woman on the front of the syrup as a model to pull in black dollars. However, the founders and the owners of the company are all people of Caucasian descent. Um, they're not the first company to do that. If you guys have seen Popeye's commercials, um, you would see that there is a black woman on there who proclaims to be from Louisiana. And uh, she's on there just as proud and happy to be uh, marketing for Popeye's and just talking about how Popeye's recipe is this and Popeye's recipe is that. It's delicious. It's, it's just wonderful. It's scrumptious. The chicken just melting in your mouth, but it's crunchy on the outside. Love that chicken from Popeye's. Shut up. 
stop all that, man. You know what I'm saying? Every time I see that commercial, I really want to throw up. You know? I want to throw up on the desk and of and on the mat, the front mat, welcome mat of the Popeye's headquarters, man, because I'm tired of, of, of seeing these uh, companies using black people as figureheads to attract the black, the black dollar. Now, uh, hopefully, many of you guys are familiar with the Black Panther 10-point program. If you are, you know where I'm about to go with this. If you guys are not, well, the Black Panther Party had a 10-point program that they abided by and that they would like to see carried out in the community. Number three on that program is still prevalent today, and it's just as prevalent today as it was in 1966 when the Black Panther Party was created in Oakland, right? Um, number three on that on that 10-point program was to stop taking money from black people, stop using the black community to make money, right? And that's still going on today. They're still using black people to make money. Um, so to get back to where I was going as far as the topic of conversation I had with my mother, she brought home Uncle Ben's rice. I remember going to Walmart and looking at Uncle Ben's rice because I wanted some rice, some brown rice. And I had went and uh, saw that, wow, there's a black man on the cover of this rice. Now, I pretty much had the, uh, the idea that Uncle Ben's was probably not black owned, right? But I wanted to make sure. And so I took out my phone and I researched it right when I was looking at the rice in the store. Sure enough, it was not black owned, but they were still using this old black man on the cover of the rice. I immediately despised Uncle Ben's rice. Despised it. I had never really entertained it that much beforehand, but now I see that they are just as bad as Popeye's and uh, Aunt Jemima. Before I go any further, um, I would like to also say that uh, Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben, and Popeye's are not the only companies who are, who are pretty much dragging black people through the mud, using their ideas, stealing their ideas, um, and using them to, to, to attract the black dollar, right? There's other companies such as KFC. Um, if you guys have not researched or learned about the history of KFC and how he got his famous recipe of fried chicken, um, I suggest that you do that, but if you don't want to, I'm gonna tell you right now. Um, so there was a man named Colonel Sanders, right? He was in the army. I don't know which, well, I say he was in the military. I'm not sure which branch exactly of the military he was in, but he was in the military, right? It was Colonel Sanders. It's the actual person. So the person you see on the commercials, the person that you see on the, uh, the older white man with the gray hair, he was the actual person. All right. So Colonel Sanders one day um, got his recipe from a black woman. I'm forgetting her name right now, but she was a black woman who made the best fried chicken in town. I'm talking about her, her, her chicken was like melting your mouth, like skin just 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 as, as crunchy and juicy. And it was just ugh, just beautiful. Um. But what he did was the woman didn't have a lot of money, but she could make some fried chicken, though. So he paid her $1,200 to get her recipe from her, took that, put a patent on it, and now he's had, he's running a billion-dollar corporation, multi-billion-dollar corporation, right? So I want you guys to be leery 
and be cognizant of a lot of the fast food restaurants and restaurants in general that we're eating at right now. They've taken our, 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 our ideas and they're using us as figureheads to attract our people's money. When in reality, they can care less about it because they're not putting their money back into the hood. They're not sending no black kids to college. Um, so to get back to the original topic, my mother brings home the Uncle Ben's and uh, we start having a conversation about about uh, using black people and then telling in America how I feel like America has been lying to us about a lot of things, but many things that America has told us has been totally incorrect. For example, and some of you may not agree with this, and that's fine. This is my perception. Okay, um, America has a certain perception of poor. Uh, America has a certain perception of families living in destitution. Everyone who lives in destitution is not necessarily unhappy. Um, as we all know, the middle class family, the average middle class family in America has a lot of things materialistically that other countries would say is of the high class. Okay. In essence, Standard middle-class families in America would have things such as a TV, a theater, not a theater, but a surround sound, right? Uh, microwave, refrigerator, um, furniture, you know, things like that. Cabinets, closets, the things that we feel like we are supposed to have. Um, and then, of course, those who have less than that are considered less than, in essence, are considered to be poor. Here's my here's my issue with that. Okay. When someone knows the truth, it's hard for them not to see it. When you know the truth, it's hard for you to turn the other cheek. It's hard for you to close your eyes to situations that you see the truth in and you know exactly when you're being lied to. You know exactly when you know something isn't right or something is right that they're telling you is wrong. Um, we know the we know the poor family in America to not have television. The case I was making to my mother was how are these children poor when if you can't watch television, you can't attract the negative images into your mind. You can't sit up here. And watch VH1, BET, you know, a lot of these other cops and, and, and Jerry Springer and Maury and all of these other shows that are very detrimental to the mental. You understand what I'm saying? If you don't have a TV, you can't put that trash in your mind. So how am I poor if I don't have a TV? You got cats like me who grew up in the in a middle class household. You know, we weren't necessarily rich, but we weren't necessarily poor. We were middle class. And I'm coming I'm coming up in my childhood and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna watch TV. But then you got the 24-year-old me now who is like, I I promise y'all, I, I probably get about an hour of TV every day. And the reason why is because I, I I love baseball. And anyone who knows me knows I love baseball. So I might watch the game. That's it. I'm not over here trying to watch TV like that. 
Because I realize I don't need it. I don't need to put that 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 garbage in my mind. Because in a minute, the more garbage I watch, the more that that stuff is going to become a part of my subconscious mind, which is going to then dictate how I react to situations. Not how I think, because to think would be using the conscious mind. To react is to use the subconscious mind. You understand what I'm saying? So if a ball is coming at my head, of course I'm a duck. That's I'm reacting. It's a part of my subconscious to get out the way. So America tells us that we are poor if we don't have a TV in our house when in actuality, that's healthy. Right? America tells us that if we can't afford to buy breakfast, then we're poor. But in actuality, if you were to fast... You would continuously cleanse your body. You would give your your digestive tract time to rest and time to fully and thoroughly digest the food, which means that you have a less chance of being sick because now the food is going where it's supposed to be and not entering the blood cells and the and the uh, the uh, you know all of the other stuff inside of our body where food is not supposed to go. And if you really pay attention, you start reading books like. How to Eat to Live, right? By the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, who's telling us eat one time a day and eat at the proper time, right? Eat one meal a day. Obviously, that means that you can't eat a huge breakfast. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? Kids who are not eating a bunch of food every day literally are fasting. What does fasting do? Fasting cleanses the body. Fasting, if nothing else works, I promise you, fasting is going to help heal your body of anything that you have. Because the God made the body that way on purpose to make it heal itself. We got we we are a, we are our own medicine. We are our own medicine. So don't ever let nobody tell you you got to eat three big meals and three snacks a day. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a snack in between is a myth. Don't believe that, man. Don't believe that. It's fake. It's something that America told us we're supposed to do. Why? I don't know, but I got a couple guesses. I guess because, you know, you know, everything revert back to money, of course, with this country right here. Uh, But it might be because the more we eat, the more we have to buy food. The more we buy food. One. The people that are selling us the food, they make more money Two, the more we eat. The more we have a chance of eating terrible food for us, which means that our medical bills are going to go, which means that our the hospitals and the doctors and the medical field in itself is going to acquire more money, which means that the government is going to acquire more money. Understand what I'm telling y'all, man. I need for y'all to question everything that America has told y'all. Everything. Because it ain't all facts. It ain't all facts. America will tell you <laughs> when we got here, we broke bread with the pilgrims. Now, I want y'all to think about this. When we got here, we broke bread with the pilgrims. And so, you know, we uh, we had a big feast to celebrate, you know, a holiday. Well, why would y'all have a feast with the people that y'all skint, burnt, raped, killed, stole land from? Why would y'all have a feast with them? on the soil that y'all stole from them. Then y'all take the people and move them out to Central America. 
But y'all up here breaking bread with them like they happy to, to, to eat with y'all. Oh, and then you call that Thanksgiving. See, it, it, it's situations like that where it's like that something just don't add up, man. Something just don't add up, right? It's situations like telling black people, y'all are supposed to eat soul food. This is black people food right here. And soul food is some of the worst food that we can put inside of our bodies. Some of the worst food you can put inside of your bodies. But soul food is black food, black folks food. When in actuality, we started eating a lot of the soul food because the slave master would finish eating what he was going to eat. And then we trying to get the scraps. We trying to get what's left. Yes, sir, master. Just give me what you got left. But you tell us we supposed to eat that. We supposed to eat pig intestine. Yeah, chillings. We supposed to eat the tail on the pig. Oxtails. We supposed to eat the feet. Because you, you ate up all the meat. So we supposed to eat the feet. So now we out here eating pig feet. We out here eating a bunch of cheese. A bunch of secretion from the cow. Right? In mac and cheese. See, it's situations like that where it's like, man, yo, something don't add up, man. Something don't add up, man. Or as my grandmother used to say, somebody lying. You dig what I'm saying? Somebody lying. Another thing that I brought to my mother's attention was... uh. America tells us that if we can't afford a $1,500 iPhone that, you know, we not really, we not really doing it big. We ain't doing it the right way. Well, the child that can't afford the $1,500 iPhone doesn't have a chance to get on Instagram, doesn't have a chance to get on, on, on Snapchat, doesn't have a chance to get on Twitter, don't have a chance to ruin his brain cells with a, all of the social media and just on social media being a robot and, 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 and being out here and not, uh, not communicating with people. So the child that doesn't have the iPhone, his communication skills are going to be a lot higher than the one who only knows how to text. He's going to be a lot more focused because he doesn't have to think about what he saw on social media. He's going to know how to effectively carry out his emotions because he's not going to tweet them. But you tell that child that he's terrible and he's just, you you damage his self-esteem and make him feel small like the scum of the earth because he can't afford to buy your trash from him. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. You tell somebody who's middle class who can't afford to buy Louis Vuitton and Birkin bags and Amiri's and, and, and all this other Expensive clothing and and uh, and, and handbags and, and and stuff like and shoes and all of that. That like he's not doing it the right way. He lame in this generation. He lame in society, man. What you mean you ain't got no uh? What you mean you ain't got no uh? No 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 no. I don't even know what jeans is is, is popular right now. But whatever jeans is two is, is two thousand. I seen a cat the other day had thirty thousand dollars worth of clothes on, my boy. Thirty thousand dollars worth of clothes on. That's a tuition at any college. That's a year tuition at any college. You got it on your body. And you feel proud. But America tell you, you ain't nothing unless you got my stuff on. I told my pops the other day, 
I said, when you think about it, pretty much our generation, our society, um, social media, reality TV shows, rappers and entertainers are all teaching us that unless you have someone else's name on your body, you have no reason to feel proud about yourself because you don't have my name on your body. And once you get my name on your body, then you are somebody. It's backwards, man. It's backwards, man. The man make the clothes. The clothes never makes the man, man. I started wearing clothes for a purpose. DJ Armstead started wearing clothes for a purpose. One, it must be a black-owned company. Two, I must own a percentage of that company. If it's not black-owned, I must own a percentage of the company, i.e. stocks. Right? My family must own stocks. For example, Nike. I own a bunch of stocks in Nike, right? A bunch of them right now. My father owns a bunch of stocks in Nike right now and has been doing so since since the 1970s. My mother owns stocks in Nike right now. So every time somebody is buying something with Nike, appreciate you for giving me my money, my boy. Number three, it must have something to do with me. In essence, I am not marketing for someone I don't know. I've never heard of, well, I've I've never met, I would say. I've never met Louis Vuitton. I don't know who he can walk right by me. I have no idea who he is. I've never met Giuseppe. I've never met Gucci. I've never met Christian Louboutin. I've never met Belen. And these is people that we wear on a daily basis that we feel good about ourselves when we put their stuff on. They name on our bodies. And I don't know damn one of them. And ain't damn one of them did anything for the hood. Zero. Then you got folks like Gucci who put black faces on shirts and like, don't worry about it. They still going to buy my stuff. They'll be all right. Yeah, they might protest for a week. <laughs> but as soon as they done, all I'm going to do is go out here and buy and hire a couple rappers and hire a couple people to be on reality TV shows and put my stuff on and make the consumers look up to that person. And then they're going to buy my stuff again because they're trying to be like that person because that person is cool to them. You see how that's a cycle? It's all of this stuff, man. All of this stuff that America tells us that we are supposed to have. And if we don't have it, something is wrong. When in reality, something is right. Something is right. So I want y'all to question everything, man. Don't just sit there and do it because that's what's cool at the time, man. Question why you're doing stuff. After all, you're the one doing it. Be willing to know why. Be willing to know why. It's just like people, man. Don't just sit up here and say a person is this way. Try to understand why this person is this way. All right? So, just understand, man. Even though people are poor, they might be richer than you. That's a bar. Even though people are poor, they might be richer than you. Everything is about perception. Everything is about how you look at things, how you view things. Cat might not be eating breakfast. You might say he poor. I might say he fast and he smart, right? When you fast, of course, like I just said, your body cleanses itself and your thoughts become a lot clearer to you. And you become more more alert. 
right? You might say Cat don't have don't have a, a TV at his crib, and I'm like, cool. He not in here taking in the negative emo- negative images and watching reality reality TV every day, right? Cat might not have a, a smartphone. I might say, cool. He ain't got the opportunity to sit up here and be on social media for 12 hours out the day, just scrolling for no reason. So everything is about perception, man. But question everything that you do. Don't just do something. Understand why you're doing it. Do it with intent and do it with purpose, man. That concludes another episode of Words of the Wise, Mind Elevation with BJ. Peace.